For me, music has been my way to tap into my Galilee moments. Each of the songs I've crafted have in some way been points in my life where something powerful and profound has entered the ordinariness of my own life. With my more recent sense of awareness of God's activity in my life, what surprised me is that as I revisit some of my older originals, I'm discovering that they're more than just memory catalogues of key moments in my life. They're becoming clearer examples of God's activity in my history, long before I even recognized or named Him as being present, as being a source in my life. Hello friends, on this episode of the Soul Food Podcast, we're kicking it back to a Fate Feed story featured in 2017. The Fate Feed is a space created by the Diocese of Parramatta to celebrate the life and faith leadership of those in their mid-20s, 30s and 40s. Storytelling is how the Fate Feed celebrates this leadership. This episode features family man, high school teacher and musician Anthony Silverstrini. You'll pick up some of the live ambience as he shared his story in a studio audience of 100 people weaving music and story together. So throwing it back Fate Feed style, here comes another soul food story. much faith feed for letting us come and share my story with you and share a few songs. never done a, a half song before so I didn't know what to do. Alright, I'll start. No secret, but I love the music. And probably no surprise that I come from a pretty musical family. But unlike most of my family who have fantastic memories and general knowledge, they kill me every time at the Trivial Pursuit, my skill set is music. That's it. What's interesting though is that despite my poor memory, the songs I write, the lyrics and the arrangements and the memories around those songs are remembered. Music has been my way of remembering the key milestones in my life. In fact, that song you just heard is just that. It's one of the key milestones that names my current life outlook. It's a song that I've composed and submitted as a potential theme song for a festival later this year. The song captures that 
I'm now at a point in my life where I describe music as food for my soul. Because music and faith go hand in hand to form my sense of identity, meaning, and purpose. But it didn't start off that way. I loved music, I loved the band nights, and I felt proud to be referred to as the music guy as part of my identity. Year nine was when I found my real passion for music. This passion got me through a terrible HSC, but I still loved the music. I remember consulting a careers advisor, actually, for what to do in uni. And that's when I got the click light bulb moment. I wanted to become a teacher because I didn't want students to experience what I did during music HSC. Music and my future were now set, yes. Faith and my identity at that point, however, were polar opposites. I was born and raised Catholic, but toward the end of high school, I found that it was only out of respect to my parents that I kept going to church. My purpose was to continue doing what my family expected of me. It wasn't a part of what I considered my core identity, unlike my music was. University was all about embracing music and experiencing transition and flux. I was in my first relationship, which broke apart during uni, and there was just a, a mishmash of clashing expectations and values, so we broke it off. Around about the same time, I met people who I enjoyed to hang around with, who were genuine and always willing to listen. Further to that, I found my music was becoming more my own. And not only that, it was a time where my passions developed into more questions about who I was and what my perspective to faith was. I was actually very lucky to be part of a new leadership initiative team at uni called Aspire which gave me the opportunity to learn soft skills in the workforce like listening traits, conflict resolution and other skills. It's through Aspire that I became closer with fellow music graduate Shannon. Shannon and I would hang out and just chat as mates, which is something I didn't do, I was very shy. Not only that, he loved music and wore such an authenticity of a sense of faith that was stronger than I had ever seen before. It was awkward and weird to hear him quite openly talk about God. I'd always just thought of those, you know, Jesus-loving preachers you see on the streets that they were whack jobs. And yet, here I was listening to my mate speak so naturally, and I slowly became okay with it. I hadn't experienced Christianity with as much conviction as he seemed to have. Interesting, as our musicality and friendship grew, so did my faith and relationship with God. It was through Shannon and other uni mates that my curiosity in reading the Bible developed into a love of regularly reading the Word of God. It actually also inspired me into a bit of personal action. I decided to volunteer with Vinnie's, which has had a long connection in my family. While I was volunteering, I ended up meeting a fellow by the name of John Paul. It turned out he was a seminarian, I didn't even know what a seminarian was. I couldn't explain it, but there was a sense of fulfillment from listening to friends who love their own faith and sharing my time doing volunteer work. Faith, what seemed to be an inheritance from my family, was becoming more and more real and important to me. That tension and transition during my years of studying music in uni struck a chord in my life. 
and developed into this song called All or Nothing, which again, for time's sake, I'm playing 1.5 minutes of, which is a never-before-seen feat. Unknown to the whole game, no clues or beliefs or ideas we gave. No hints were made, but your mistakes provided lessons all the same. You sit in the dark and contemplate alone in the crowd, and you wonder if. Worth it when heaven falls, will you wake up with regret? Cause oh, oh, all I am is a tongue of between God and man. Then goes into the chorus and you rock out. Thanks. Now, as I said at the start, I remember exactly when I started writing that song. I was in a music practice room at uni feeling pretty driven by a desire to know where I was going and what I was going to do with my life. And that whole thought process for the song began when my girlfriend at the time confronted me and asked me a pretty simple question. What's your purpose, Anthony? What was my purpose? I had no idea how to answer her. But I think it was described in the song. It really challenged the sense of what I saw as my source. Was I the source and direction of my own life? Or was it something more? Something beyond that I could sense was there but couldn't quite pin down? It was tough for me to even allow myself to ask that question. It really challenged me to admit that as I confidently mapped out where my life was going at the time, I really didn't know why I was here on earth. And I felt a loneliness, even though I knew I wasn't really alone. So I graduated from uni and got into high school teaching. Surprisingly, through the students I taught, they helped me to answer and find my purpose. As my students and I got to know each other, I found out more and more that so many were involved in ministry and church. I didn't even know what they meant by ministry, and it was hard for me to visualize. But it turns out that a lot of them in their spare time, by their own choice, would participate in communal groups where they would pray together, hang out together, and get involved in learning about the faith. I was so inspired by the idea that these young people were so involved and convicted. When I started teaching at Patrician Brothers Blacktown, I found that at that point in my life, apart from teaching and music, obviously, there wasn't much else I was committed to. And if I'm completely honest, it was a time where I became aware of just how lonely I felt. I call it a bit of a moment of serendipity when during my you know, just normal days of teaching, John Paul came out of the blue as a school visitor. As part of work as a priest, that's what 
seminarians become, as I learned. <laughs> he was tasked to do school visit communities. Reconnecting with my buddy from Vinnie's, we both learned that he was based as an assistant priest in Parramatta, and I was planning to move out into Parramatta. Next page. And so I found myself at a church in the Parramatta region and was taken aback when I was welcomed by the community there. There were others my age in their 20s treating me as if I had been part of their church family all along. I felt like I was given a safe space to explore my larger-than-life questions. I was always led by that question, what is my purpose? And actually, as I got more involved and learned more about myself, my faith and the community, I found that I was left with more questions and it felt like I was further away from being able to answer that my purpose in life question. And although more things were filled with less and less clarity, there was one thing I was able to recognize, a certain melody in my life. Segway, God works in mysterious ways indeed. This song is called FCG. No one knows what whereabouts we go from here, but I'm sure that it's gold. No one will take any chances when I can't even feel where we'll be is someplace blue and bright, and I can't wait to go. Even now, I'm so tired, I'm not sure if we'll get there or when it's real. So I won't believe in fantasy, no, I won't believe in what you say, no, I don't take my life for granted in this way. Just checking if the applause sign was up. Thank you. Uh, Pope Francis once gave a reflection on what happened to some of Jesus' followers after Jesus' resurrection. They visit the tomb where Jesus was laid, and they're met by an angel who says to them, Go back to Galilee. To Galilee, to the place of home, to the place of the great memory when they first encountered the man named Jesus, a man whose eyes met theirs a man who inspired them to drop whatever it was they were doing, to drop all their priorities, and to make it a priority to follow him. That is the experience that the disciples at the tomb were told to go back to, that first moment when they met Jesus. And when they do go back to Galilee, they re-encounter Jesus, which is John 21, but not in the same way, in a new way in order that they may be inspired to go beyond Galilee and become Jesus' presence in the lives of others throughout the whole world. Through this reflection, Pope Francis used the expression Galilee moments, 
Moments where there is an ongoing personal encounter with Jesus, time and time again. And in each time when Jesus is encountered, it is coupled with a resurgence of vibrant energy to share that experience with others and to be Jesus' loving embrace in the world in a new way. For me, music has been my way to tap into my Galilee moments. Each of the songs I've crafted have in some way been points in my life where something powerful and profound has entered the ordinariness of my own life. With my more recent sense of awareness of God's activity in my life, what surprised me is that as I revisit some of my older originals, I'm discovering that they're more than just memory catalogues of key moments in my life. They're becoming clearer examples of God's activity in my history, long before I even recognized or named him as being present, as being a source in my life. And it is in those memories, those Galilee moments, that I write songs. It's even present in that last song I just shared with you. I called it FCG after the chords. That's for Jan in particular. When I wrote the song, the words were like a conversation I had with Jesus in a real and personal way. In that conversation, I admit that it's a big leap to trust Jesus because I don't know where our journey will take us, will take me. It's been a big leap into the unknown and what I'm looking for is not some fantasy life to believe simply in words. I don't want to take my life for granted. I really want this relationship with Jesus to mean something. This song, this Galilee moment that it's put me in touch with is a sign of hope that God has accompanied me all my life. Long before and even after I made a conscious commitment to my faith journey. And the new Galilee moment that's coming through in this song as it reminds me of my encounter with Jesus, is about my most recent chapter of who and what I'm being invited to be. To be one who accompanies others into the unknown of the future. Not in any attempt to trick or convince them into my worldview, but to journey with them in the hope that they will discover for themselves the Galilee moments that are scattered through the memory of their own life. I can't see what's next before my eyes in front of me, but I believe never hard, but not always easy, and I wouldn't change a thing. Thanks very much. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Food. Don't forget to like and follow us on Spotify or on your preferred listening platform. This podcast is produced by Pastoral Formation Mission Enhancement Team in the Diocese of Parramatta. We release a new episode each week and we'd love to hear from you. So leave a comment or reach out via the contacts in our show notes. Looking forward to sharing another story with you next time on the Soul Food Podcast.